you should have fear that you can't just fuck around and do whatever you want in your home, in your parents' home or whatever it might be. Like, you shouldn't even be... You don't even have to actually get hit. You should be thinking that look that your mum gives you, like, I need to fix up. Like, what am I doing? This is outrageous. I'm being... I'm behaving ridiculously right now. Do you think that fear is a positive way to... to um raise children uh yeah i think you should be scared of authority in your house like i, I think you shouldn't think that your parents are a pushover 100 percent. you should be scared of your parents at a certain age can you foster authority without fear though another episode episode 25 of the coco girls i am daria hi guys welcome back i'm nai lovely to have you here with us again for another week another monday spent with you lot uh how you doing yeah i'm all right um just deep in revision mode um exams are upon us well soon to be upon us so that's what i'm about right now how about you i'm good yeah i'm here Long week, and it's only Wednesday. <laughs> That's never what you want to hear. But it's life, isn't it? Is it work? Is it uni? Yeah, work's getting on my nerves. Uni's getting on my nerves. Everything's getting on my nerves, you know what I mean? It's a lot of shit that's going on. It's too much too much shit to do and not enough time, you get me? Yeah. It's um, it's the constant um, vibe, isn't it? Yep. Getting a bit sick of it. Very much so. Okay, well... I could run you through some news. Maybe that will distract you for a little bit. <laughs> lovely, lovely. So I've got some different categories here. I'm going to start with music. So Dizzy Rascal, our fave, my fave. Um, <laughs> his album, Boy in the Corner, is 18 years old, released in 2003. Oh my God, that show. I was in year right seven. Now, but... We are Jeez. old people. Um, when I first saw this, I was like, wow. I had flashbacks to like I love you, fix up, look sharp. It was, it was an important time. <laughs> How was that album? Eighteen years old. Jesus Christ. I know, right? Just thought I'd mention that. Um, and in the same music category, I would like to discuss um, Kanye West briefly. You may have heard of him. No, um, <laughs> not really. Never heard of him. I knew him back in like the early two thousands, but I don't know about now. Yes. The better times. You may remember him um, as the man who said that slavery was a choice, and he's also Donald Trump's best friend. I'd rather remember him um, as the person that says George Bush doesn't care about black people. But I would love to do that as well. But that Kanye, I don't know where he's gone. Um, He also did run for president, you know, solely as a joke to take away votes from Biden. So there's that. Anyway, um, he's been working on his upcoming album, Donda, uh, rest in peace, of course. But apparently um, this album contains a song about escaping his marriage from Kim Kardashian. Get out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm guessing you saw all our out. tweets yeah, about that being his actual life. But yeah, so he held a listening party at the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium in Atlanta, uh, where he's now living to work on this album. Um, but he, yeah. So when he held this massive listening party where there were about forty-two thousand fans, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So he said that the album was going to drop on the twenty-third of July. It did not. Um, 
he also walked around the stadium for about 48, 50 minutes saying nothing. Uh, he was two hours late to the event and he just kind of loudly played snippets of some songs over the stadium speakers. Um, and then he dipped. That was a listening party? Mm-hmm. I hope he's got a good, like, mental health team. Um, as much as you can't use your mental health problems to excuse your behaviour at times, um, you, you still need to accept accountability for your actions. But that being said, I hope he has a good mental health team around him because clearly he's something right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so on to a random movie update. Jordan Peele will be um, coming out with the film Nope uh, in 2022. I personally am hype. What are your thoughts? What was the one that he brought out after Get Out? It's called Us. I guess the, <laughs> I guess the storyline from the first 10 minutes, so I was really pissed off. Um, we'll because see. they ruined Five on it. I mean, yeah, they did ruin that song, but also the storyline was bait for me anyway. I was just like, this is bait. Yeah. Um, I thought Get Out was way better than um, Us. I think that Us was a bit... There were a lot of things that I had questions about, but I still enjoyed his creativity. Yeah. And this poster for this movie, it, people are speculating it could be about time travel. Um, I think the genre that he works with is really interesting, like this whole like horror, but like, I don't know, I wouldn't call it Sci-fi. comedy. Sci-fi. Yeah, but also I've... like with a bit of like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it. I can't wait for that. I mean, I just love so, seeing black people in horror films, to be honest. I'm not yeah. getting to it first. Isn't that amazing? So, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are both in it. So I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, on to sports, because I'm talk sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sadly, um, as you probably heard, Jamaica lost their match in the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup against um, USA. That's all so we don't speak of this anymore yeah so in the semi-finals it's going to be um qatar usa mexico and canada watch if you wish so obviously Um, mexico (laughs) i'm coming through for them bad boys they're like you're like who is brown (laughs) literally the vibes mexico country oh gosh Okay, so in the same sports category, let's discuss the Olympics. Mm. Um, and specifically, Simone Biles. So, I don't know if you know, but she withdrew from the women's team final, which means she essentially withdrew from the all-round final. And her reasoning was to focus on her mental health. She is the most decorated American gymnast um, that there ever has been and regarded by many to be one of the greatest and most dominant gymnasts of all time. She's the good. Yeah, to summarise. So <laughs> she has said that after her initial performance, she didn't want to go on. And she said, I think that mental health is more prevalent in sports right now. Uh, we have a right to protect our minds and our bodies and not just go out and do what the world wants us to do. She said that she has to do what's right for her and her well-being was her priority and that's why she decided to step back. She doesn't trust herself as much as um, at the moment. Maybe she's getting older, she's not sure. But there are a couple of days when everybody tweets you and you feel the weight of the world on you. Obviously, she feels a lot of um, pressure from society and fans and who knows what sponsors as well. And 
I wanted to talk about it because obviously we recently had Naomi Osaka talking about her mental health when playing tennis as well. And the reactions have been pretty mixed because people think that athletes should um, just kind of soldier on and not talk about these things. But I actually think it's really great to have these discussions and have these athletes as role models for the community and for young people to see that these issues do need to be spoken about. Um, Yeah, so I just thought I would touch on that. Especially black athletes, they're not here to shuck and jive for everybody. And I think this is what people keep forgetting. They're not here to shuck and jive Mm. for you. Like, they're they're doing their sport for the love of their sport. They're, They're not our... They're not our puppets. Like, we don't own them. They don't belong to us. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, people really need to realise yeah. that they are people. Um, yeah, prioritise your rest, sis, man. Fuck the world. Fuck everybody else. Like, do what you need to do for yourself. Because, yeah. honestly, like, if anything happens to her, it'll be spoken about for, like, a minute and then move on to the next one. Exactly. You have to take care of yourself. I think, for me, I just wanted to say as well that people like Pierce Morgan coming to say like why are we celebrating these act these um athletes sorry for not participating or withdrawing or whatever it might be. Um I think it kind of speaks to how we view society at the moment. We don't see um ha- taking like a mental a break for your mental health as valid. It's only for a physical injury or something that we can see. Whereas you might have like an invisible disability or something going on mentally that no one can see but it's your business and it's for you to protect yourself and it should be acceptable in every aspect of your life whether that's work or being an athlete or being a famous actor to say this is my capacity now just because we don't allow that in a lot of workplaces doesn't mean that it's okay there's so many things that are the status quo that are literally unacceptable so yeah I just I really agree with um, her decision and supporting her in that and I've seen a lot of athletes come out and support her as well uh, even talking about, you know, if you're not mentally in the right place with the sport that she does as well, you could easily injure yourself um, and just have, like, irreversible consequences. So it was the right thing. Piers Morgan needs to sit down and choke on a pork pie somewhere. Bro. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that day. Piers Morgan dead, choked on pork pie. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, um, he's he's doing a lot. I'm seeing people saying, you know, she said that it's because she wasn't strong enough or she's not tough enough or it's an excuse for her poor performance. This girl is a four-time Olympic gold medalist. She hasn't lost since 2013. Like, I don't think she's concerned about How these things. How old is she? She's um, not even old. She's, she's young. She's a baby girl. She's a baby girl. I think she's, like, she's early 20s. She must be, right? Um, I'm sorry, but I really, I really despise the fact that people... Um, don't allow black women to just like take care of themselves like why mm. why why are they not allowed to take care of themselves like wh- why why not 24 years old 24 she's 24 years old you know i can't imagine the mm. amount of pressure that she's under and this is another thing about society now is that um everyone said oh we talk about mental health a lot like now but my, my thing is social media did not exist how many decades like mm. social me- media is a relatively new phenomenon and people there are still people doing studies about how it actually affects people's like mental health we didn't we were not able to connect with this many human beings like a minute ago do you know what i'm saying so i can't imagine yeah, I totally you constantly have to see what people got to say about you all the flipping time like smell bars yeah. rest baby girl treat yourself to something nice. take care of yourself man you know what i'm saying like, back to the uk with some what am i going to call this category politics and the law 
So <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love it. That reaction. So um, you may have heard that the government want. So stop and search powers are going to be enhanced under Boris Johnson's crackdown on crime. So <laughs> Daria's hanging her head, guys. It's Sorry, not it, just, it just made me think of this whole um, Dave Stormzy chip. Uh, beef and when Chip, oh, the beef. Chip's talking about man, man's not about zombie knives because Chip was talking about Chip, Dave was talking about back in the days how he stop and search she's needed to be increased Um, and then wow. now he's talking about zombie knives that was in 2018 and Chip came from on a track and brought that up Um, at the fact that wow. now he's talking about zombie knives and I'm just like it's a whole mess, <laughs> everything's a mess Is the, was the government listening to Dave and we're, we're going to bring him up <laughs> What are your bad them said? <laughs> anyway, it's wow, I, I did not know that Dave. Wow, uh, Dave said that. You know, I'm not up to date. I mean, wow. that's why he released the track Hangman, isn't it? So, because then he was like, "Oh, I made a mistake. I didn't really think about it." And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. anyway, made a sorry. mistake. Sorry, All right, cool. We're all human. Um, okay, so under Section 60 of the Criminal Justice and Public Order Act 1994. Um, police have the right to search people in a defined area during a specific time period when they believe with good reason that serious violence will take place and it's necessary to use and it is necessary to use this power to prevent such violence clearly as a lot of us know the word reason or reasonable or within good reason all these words you know there's much interpretation so it's basically sus laws (laughs) it's basically sus laws that's what it is. They bring him back. That's You're not wrong. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna target um, black men disproportionately. I don't even need to say that. I don't think anyone was thinking anything different when they were reading this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That's happening. Uh, so stay vigilant. Voted, I... <laughs> conservatives, like all of you, lot need to just burn in hell, bruv. Like all of you, just what is going on? What's happening? Yeah. Sorry about it, man. Speaking of um, conservatives, the government, that old game, um, Dawn Butler. Hey, my God, (laughs) our brethren. What a beautiful thing right there. I watched that a couple times there still. Queen Dawn Butler, sorry. Um, Mm -hmm. Labour Party, um, member of the Brent Central um, Party since 2005. Brent Central. Yeah, I believe so. Anyway, um, you may have heard that Butler was expelled, ejected from the chamber on Friday when she called Boris Johnson a dirty liar. (laughs) Now, those weren't her words, (laughs) but that was the summary. Um, She claims um, that he has lied repeatedly to fellow uh, members of parliament and the country, and she has refused to take her remarks back as she should refuse to do so. Um, She said that poor people in this country have paid with their lives Mm -hmm. because the Prime Minister spent the last 18 months misleading this house and the country. Facts. I see no faults. Um, So Judith Cummins, she was filling in as Deputy Speaker, um, said... With her no lips off. Eek. Eek. Um, She intervened twice to ask Butler to withdraw the charge of lying, but... (laughs) she said what she said Mm -hmm. yes very brave of her um 
I have to say. She was also interviewed um, by Byline and she detailed um, some of the lies again for us. So in case you haven't heard, I thought I'd bring them to you. Um, so Boris Johnson claimed the economy improved 73% since the Tories took over. That is a lie. It is 23% if that. Um, he also claimed that the link between infection, hospitalisation and deaths in regards to COVID has been severed. And he claimed that scientists said this. That was also a lie. Um, I feel like I'm on a game show. <laughs> like, that was also a lie. <laughs> scientists said the we- the link had been weakened, but definitely not severed, um, which is it's just extremely misleading. It's just, mm-hmm. what kind of nonsense is this? Um, she said the government is corrupt to the core and they Ooh. do whatever they want, whenever they want. And their aim is to get their hands on public money and give it to their mates. What we are seeing the erosion. <laughs> Babylon. That's all she needed to finish with one Babylon. Literally. And, drop the mic. and just drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so we're seeing the erosion of um parliamentary democracy. And since the introduction of the Coronavirus Act in twenty twenty, um, which has often been likened to having like Henry VIII powers basically allowing the government to do whatever the fuck they want, uh, with no consequences. And she has since said that this is this is madness. So as a backbencher, she continued, if she can't call this out, then who can? So I applaud her and I would just like to say protect Dawn Butler at all costs. And I'm very proud. Yeah. And Keir Starmer, you're always man because you're you're always man. Yeah. Flip flopping. Like, don't try to say you back it now because you're literally the main guy who doesn't back anything good. He doesn't know what he's doing at all. Like, literally at all, at all, at all. But anyways. Back and forth and back back again. Um, so, I thought I'd finish on a fun, happy note with the news. Um, the, well... Okay, I thought I'd end on a note. Oh, so... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that went for happy to just... Okay. Yeah, because the happy part is the Black Panther sequel will include Miss Michaela Cole. Oh, yeah, from... What's it Chewing called? Gum, I made a Chewing gum. I can say bubble gum, but I didn't feel right. Um, but also, but right yeah, so the, I made destroy you as well. Cool. So it's dropping in summer 2022. Um, and the only reason I was like, it's kind of sad, and just because whenever I mention Black Panther, I always think of Chadwick Boseman, RIP always. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Obviously, it's bittersweet. Um, they've already said they're not going to use any CG and they're not going to recast T'Challa. So I'm intrigued to see where the storyline goes. But yeah, big up to Michaela Cole. And that's that's serious, man. Can't wait. I'm glad that they're not um, gonna have T'Challa in it. I'm really yeah. Glad. I'm very happy about that. Um, they said there's only one. I agree. I don't want no no weird like digital doubles and just like you know like mashing together like his last like oh, no, projects. I don't want to hear it. Like the man gave us so much, and um, yeah, grateful for that. Hmm. I didn't really know there was going to be That's the a news. Thing. Thanks for the news. Yeah, man. You're welcome. Just going to put my papers away, my imaginary papers. <laughs> Lol. So we're going to be talking about an interesting topic today. Basically, um, hitting your kids, smacking them, whatever you want to call it, um, or the official way of saying it, corporal punishment. Mm. So I thought I'd start off by saying what the law is in the UK. Mm-hmm. 
Um, under Section 58 of the Children Act 2004, it is unlawful for a parent or carer to smack their child, except where this amounts to reasonable punishment. So that defence is laid down in the Act, but it's not actually defined in legislation. Um, whether a smack amounts to reasonable punishment will depend on the circumstances of each case and factors like the age of the child and the nature of the incident will be taken into consideration. Um, there are some guidelines covering the use of what is reasonable, um, but basically it would not be possible to rely on the defence if you use severe physical punishment, which would amount to wounding, um, actual bodily harm, grievous bodily harm or child cruelty. So, yeah. So basically, it's, it's a no unless it's reasonable, according to. But what is reasonable the act. isn't reasonable subjective. Yeah, um, and the, for these things, there's always guidelines, um, but it just it's normally a case by case situation. That's why um, there's actually been a call to ban any kind of um, smacking. There's been huge pressure from different organisations in the UK to change the law, um, and NSPCC and. El- um, 11 million campaign want a complete ban on reasonable punishment I mean personally I don't think you should hit children I don't understand obviously I'm speaking from somebody who's not a parent so you can come for me if you mm. want to but um, <laughs> uh, and I don't care um, but I don't think that you should hit a child you're an adult when you have a conflict with an adult you wouldn't hit mm-hmm. them you know that's not that's not your no you try to talk to them isn't isn't that what you're supposed to go to as an adult as conflict solution yeah you're supposed to talk to yes them. so why then when a, when a child who doesn't necessarily have the vocabulary to express all their emotions um would you then physically hit them to teach them that therefore when they are bad they will experience pain i, I don't I, that concept very bizarre to me um yeah, so that's what I that's my initial thoughts anyway. So me personally, I think that um, it should always be a last resort, but I do think that it is necessary in certain situations, and I am not wholly against it. In what situations would you deem it to be necessary? Um, <clears throat> if a child is knowingly doing something to put themselves in danger if a child is knowingly being exceptionally disrespectful. I think I agree with you in regards to when children can't express themselves or don't know um, right from wrong, using violence to teach them something isn't, in my opinion, going to do anything for them. And also, I think that it should be, uh, what's the word, relative. Like, for me, there is a big difference between abuse and disciplining your child uh for example when i was looking into this a bit more uh you know adrian peterson he is like some i don't want to say it's nfl or whatever but some uh like sportsman in america mm-hmm. and he was um he basically disciplined his four-year-old son by hitting him with a switch you know that could be anything but um wow. the beating was so yeah the beating was so severe that it left um welts which another word for that is um you know, when the, when the skin is like raised yeah. and like inflamed, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and he also hit um, hit him with this uh, on his genitals, uh, and he admits he went over the line. So for me, that is abusive. Like I, I don't believe that. You know, if your kid gets a bad grade, like why are you hitting him in his genitals? Like that doesn't that doesn't com- compute for me at all. I think that um, 
it just shows that you lost your control in that moment. Or maybe something else is going on there. I don't know. You know what I mean? But that that's very extreme for me. And that is something that I think no one should be doing to their children. Mm, okay, so... Do you believe that in situations where a child is being extremely dis- disrespectful? And sorry, I'm just trying to get like clarity on what situation would be deemed, if you can give an example of what situation would be deemed extremely disrespectful for you to then hit your child as opposed to communicating with them. I watch a lot of, I follow a lot of um, uh, black black women who are mothers on Instagram. You know, typically in the black community, you know, beatings are a thing, you know. You get beaten, you misbehave, you get beaten, you get slapped, you get liquid something the broom the slipper the whatever yeah and i'm seeing a lot of black women now um and black families in general black fathers as well choosing opting not to hit their children and one woman she Mm. was saying uh she called mrs rights way she did like a reel and she was saying you know um if my child did this i would beat their ass yeah and she was just like just say you're a lazy parent and just say you don't have the communication skills nor the emotional intelligence to portray and implement healthy conflict resolution. So my thing is that um, I, I agree, obviously I'm not a parent, like I said, my opinions are based on having no experience of motherhood whatsoever. I don't ever feel like there's a situation where you should physically put your hand on your child. Yes, you were saying like if they put them in har- themselves in harm's way, however, you hitting them if they're putting themselves in harm's way I don't think it's going to it's gonna do any good. Like if you're not if you're grabbing them to get them out of harm's way, I understand that that's not hitting them though, is it? But if they put themselves in harm's way, you hit them to teach them not to do it. Like I don't I don't think that that's gonna help. And obviously, I know they're saying like if you can't hear, you must feel. But mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes that works but i personally i don't i don't think you should hit children like i don't even care how big they are how grown they are i don't think you should physically like take it to that to that level i don't i don't understand why there's not communicate the communication isn't at a level where um you don't have to resort to violence because i see any any form of hitting a child i see as violence towards towards somebody yeah um so for me, I think it's always a last resort because I think you mentioned like, why would you not communicate or use other methods? I am very much for using other methods. I don't think that the second that your child does something, you should backhand them across their face. Like, I think people kind of uh, put um, smacking your kid or hitting your kid, whatever, into one category of like, they can't express themselves. They can't tell you when they're angry. They can't make mistakes. They can't do anything wrong. You're just gonna like throw a shoe at them no matter what. But it's like, to me, it's not even about um, like the, the violence itself. It's more that you should have fear that you can't just fuck around and do whatever you want in your home, in your parents' home or whatever it might be. Like you shouldn't even be, you don't even have to actually get hit. You should be thinking that look that your mom gives you, like, I need to fix up. Like, what am I doing? This is outrageous. I'm being, I'm behaving ridiculously right now. Do you think that fear is a positive way to to um, raise children? Uh, yeah, I think you should be scared of authority in your house. Like, I, I think you shouldn't think that your parents are a pushover. 100%. You should be scared of your parents at a certain age. Can you foster authority without fear, though? Yeah, I think that there should be something where you're um say you're at school and you're misbehaving you should have something that tells you oh not only is this wrong but 
I am afraid of what my mother would say or think or do if she knew about this behaviour. So it's not even that you have to, you may have never been hit before ever, but it's like, you should be thinking like, um, what I'm doing is wrong. You know what I mean? And like, of, I do believe that you can, um, without hitting your child, you can have these values in them. But I just don't think that having that as a last resort is um, out of the question. For, like for me personally. Again, also I'm not a parent, but for me personally. Mm. Interesting. So I was, yeah, I was looking at different um, studies. So I'll go through like um, the side, which is the opposite to my argument first. Um, which basically talks about um, the, the the bad effects that can come from hitting your child. Um, so it shows them a bad example of how to handle strong emotions. It could lead to your child um, hitting or bullying others. It may encourage children to lie or hide feelings. Um, it could make their defiant behaviour worse and it could lead to a resentful or an angry child. And I thought I would go through these because... Um, I think that for me, when I read this, this um, speaks to me as someone, as an individual who's experienced this like incessantly and has never experienced any other methods to like correct their behavior. Because I know people who don't experience any of these things and no one that I know that's been hit bullies people. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I'm sure these things can happen, but that's with a lot of things in parenting. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that um if you reserve things for certain situations that you always end up with these um negative side effects Mm. i'm just thinking about what you're saying in terms of like people who have not experienced these negative side effects who have experienced being hit and beaten um but obviously i i i don't want to say it more the the trauma of being hit yeah may Mm -hmm. manifest itself in relationships that you don't see maybe in romantic Mm -hmm. relationships maybe in their the way they parent their future children or parent their current children do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. Um, yeah i think it's very delicate um and it has to it's a method that has to be utilized um specifically for each child there's no one size fits all and it needs to be handled very carefully because i was also reading a study um in favor of hitting your kids and it was saying that, generally speaking, um, this is from Michigan's Calvin College. The professor of psychology was saying that the claims that smacking leads to violent behaviour, um, she's been casting doubt on that because children who are never smacked could fail to develop the self-discipline and social skills needed to succeed in life because they didn't receive sufficient disciplining in their home life. And she said that, her analysis proved that it's infi- there's insufficient evidence to justify telling parents how to best raise their children, which I think is my main um, argument, is that every child is different. And if you're, if you're a parent, you're in tune with what works for them and what doesn't. And, you know, that there are some children that it, it just would have no effect on and, and others where it's like, okay, this is, help- this is shaping them, this is helping them to, like... Um, become the person that they should be or whatever. I think that it, like this woman say, it can be a dangerous tool, um, but there are there are times where um, there's something big enough at stake where it's necessary to use that. Um, and it, it does have positive outcomes. I think that 
the reason that um, people are rightfully against it is because many people don't know the difference between abuse and discipline, in my opinion. Hmm. Hmm. I think um, what this study is saying about uh, children who weren't hit and... I don't know if you're saying they end up being violent, they they end up being violent or like not yeah, necessarily having enough discipline or whatever. Um, it means that, like, I don't feel like that hitting your child should then be the, the, the best option for discipline because that's what it sounds like it's mm. kind of like putting forward. Oh, they didn't receive enough discipline. Maybe if they were hit as of using using physical force or hitting your child, whether it's a tap on the hand, whatever, as mm. a means of discipline would have helped those children. Like, I, I don't I don't get that because like you're saying, mm. everything should be tailored to, to a child. I just, I, yeah. I personally just feel like, I don't think hitting your child should ever be an option. Like, I feel like there's too much knowledge in the world um, for us to think that physically harming somebody because if you hit your child, it's going to hurt them. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not going to hit them to not hurt them because you're hitting them to make them understand that whatever they're doing is not okay, right? So you're not going to tap them because otherwise you just, it wouldn't be a thing, would it? When, when you hit your child, you're hitting them to hurt them, no? Yeah, I think, like, um, you can... Because if it's a small child, like, it's not to inflict pain or to hurt them. It could be, like, small discomfort momentarily. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like to beat them and like abuse them i i think the wording it can it can be like a bit um it can it can make it sound like it's more harsh in my opinion but that's only because i'm not against it as a last resort um because you know i was reading about this woman saying that when it's properly understood and administered she said um it's most effective as a deterrent for undesirable behavior in younger children I just, I'm just really against it. I just don't, I just don't see why we need to put our, our hands on children. I don't get it. I, I, I really don't understand it. Like, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so here it says as well, it should never be administered harshly, impulsively, or with the potential to cause physical harm. And I think that's why I was, um, like, zoning in on the word harm. Um, also, it has been said here repeatedly that if you have anger issues that you shouldn't be using corporal discipline in any way, shape or form at all, unless maybe you're getting help for it, I don't know. But your child can't be a punching bag because that goes towards the line of abuse, like I was saying before. You should be in control of, of what you're doing and it should never be impulsive. I think that's that's where when people talk about um, the trauma they experience or like my mum lost her shit and then she would like throw a chair and a belt at me and all this shit. It's like, okay, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about when it comes to dis- disciplining a child. But then again, I always say this, that this is something that I think is okay as a last resort and not used um, as severe physical punishment. But then if I have a kid, I might be like, oh my gosh, never doing it. (laughs) What was I even talking about? Do you know what I mean? I I, I always think to myself, because corporal punishment is not allowed in schools anymore. So you don't, you wouldn't allow strangers to hit your children. So you only hit you're only allowed to hit your children because you brought them into this world. Because then I, I just don't get that. You wouldn't allow somebody else to hit them, but you are allowed to hit them to discipline them. You expect them to go to school and if they misbehave, them to find other means of disciplining your child. However, if they misbehave with you, then you will resort to hitting them. Like, that to me doesn't make sense. I think I think that's a poor argument because there's a lot of things that you as a mother would do with your child that you wouldn't want a stranger doing. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of discipline or even positive reinforcement, because there's certain things that are more personal or more intrinsic um, 
to you as a parent that you want to handle. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just feel that if you, as a parent, are as a last resort teaching your child that violence is the option, because, and this is obviously my perspective, I see it as violence. Um, I just, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's healthy. I really don't think it's healthy, like, at all. Like, I just don't think it's healthy. Last resort or no last resort, I just feel like there's better means of disciplining a child. But obviously, as you say, I yeah. can change my mind, but I highly doubt that because I wouldn't even like, yeah. dream currently of like any of my nieces or nephews acting mad. Like when I took my nephew out mm. up in London and he was running about like, acting a complete fool, um, obviously I would, I would never hit him. Like I, I wasn't going to hit him. Yeah, I mean, again, so talking even... about kids being kids, I don't agree with punishing a child for being a child anyway. Like kids are going to be shouldn't say unruly, but you know what I mean? Like running around, enjoying, jumping up here, going there, not listening to certain things because they're enjoying their being a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about really like dire situations, not not just like, oh, me as a parent, I can't control my child. Like, And I can't, I can't think of like exact examples. I don't, I don't have a youth, do you understand? But no, that, back to what you're saying about schools. Because that's the thing oh, that on, I, would, I would really want to understand. Because if you're saying last resort, I really un- want to understand a situation. Obviously, you say you can't speak on it because you're not a parent. But I would really understand a situation, a last resort where, okay, I had to hit my child. Like, that's what I would want to understand. I mean, I could easily just think of, like, your child knowingly putting themselves in danger. Like, playing games of traffic and, like, literally being irresponsible. Hurting another child. Like, being like there's so many things that a child could do that but, are, like, life-threatening or causing injury to others or like deliberately going against your word when they know better of course if a child is just like wandering into the street because like you're not parenting them correctly or like you know what i mean like you're not gonna hit them okay but you said if they put themselves in danger yeah and um, knowingly no knowingly put themselves in danger then you would hit them how i'm not saying i would i'm i'm I'm, I'm giving like examples okay as a hypothetical as a hypothetical Your child knowingly puts himself in danger. Your your uh, your response. I'm saying you, as in whoever out there is listening or whatever, yeah, will be to hit your child. Now, for me, what that teaches a child is fear. Like, so now, okay, instead of having a conversation with them and saying that what you just did put yourself in danger because this, this, and this can happen, you're gonna hit them. So one, they're gonna be like, oh shit, like I'm I'm scared because I don't think. I don't think any, whenever a child is here, and, and maybe I can't speak for all children, that's, that's, that's fear that you're putting in your child. But I said as a last resort, so I would be communicating first. I'd be explaining why it's wrong, what the problem is, what could have happened, who you could have hurt, how you could have injured yourself, why I'm worried, why, why um, your father's worried, like all these different things. Many times before I would go to that last resort, hence why like I keep referring to it as that, because I do think communication and reasoning is important first. But some, but some things, like if your child is repeatedly doing something that, that could be endangering them, I think that you have to do more to address it. It just, I don't know, like I think as a last resort, certain situations, I can understand why parents would do it. And I do think it's reasonable in some situations, but I think that having, it's these blanket statements for children, because, and blanket statements for parents as well, because some people do just take it and run with it. And that's the dangerous thing. Like, even me, someone who's saying, yeah, as a last resort, I see it as being reasonable. You should still be thinking, like, you, you don't want to do that. You shouldn't be finding an excuse to do it. It should be, like, a teachable moment and justifiable. But obviously, if you don't agree with it, then, like, you're not going to deem it justifiable. Yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree. Mm. 
Um, so I also saw um, Stacey Patton. She's a black journalist and author. She wrote a book called Spare the Kids. Um, she was saying that as a young child, her adoptive mother would whip her with switches, belts, hanger shoes, ascension cords, all while, all after stripping her naked, leaving her with physical scars, um, like a whole other load of things you can read about, like if you go online. Um, and she said that she did it, her adopted mother did it uh, because she loved her, she wanted to protect her from the streets, um, drugs, early pregnancy, uh, white people, jail, people who might be leaving her for dead in the streets. Um, and for me, when I read this, this, this is abuse to me. Because as soon as as soon as this becomes like a repetitive thing that someone justifies by saying it's out of love and it's also using many different tools on you and always stripping you naked, like it's just it's, it just comes across as like the whole debate of why do we even do this? Has is it um something intrinsic in our nature that comes on slavery like I was reading a lot about that as well but then at the same time it's not only black people that use these methods it's just that in our community it gets spoken about quite a lot but it's been seen in loads of different communities like white and Asian as well so it, I, I just I just think it ultimately it, it depends on the child um yeah so the I think this was in America, because I, I found stats about America, where nearly 125,000 children were victims of, of physical abuse, serious enough to warrant medical care at the hands of their parents, and 42% of those were under the age of six. Like, your child shouldn't be hospitalised or needing serious medical attention. That's that's not disciplining your child. Like, you've stepped over a line, like, clearly. And I, I don't understand how people can't see the difference between that and disciplining a child. But yeah, I I think that obviously it's just it can it's a case by case thing. Mm-hmm. I think the the basis for um, parenting, which I was reading one of these studies, I agree should be love and affirmation and like a safe um, space to express your emotions. But it can't all be like rainbows and happiness. Is my opinion and like there's so many things that you can do to um, ensure that it's not impulsively, you know, and you know your own child, do you know what I mean? But I think just comparing it to abuse is is where I get, like, quite passionate. Um, But, yeah. That's all I had to say, really. Cool. So, should we wrap up? Yeah. Um, Do you have any big ups? Nope. Uh, neither do I. Um, I'm trying to think what made me happy this week, um, but I'm not really in the mood, so I don't have one. Do you? Nope. Uh, okay then. Alright guys, see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye guys. <laughs>